My Texas Table presents the Healthy Brain Podcast. This is the show for people who want to improve their brain's stability, clarity, and longevity. Here's your host, certified health coach, Carrie Wainwright Miller. Hey, my friends, I want to welcome you to the Healthy Brain Podcast, where we stand up and boldly speak the truth about what's healthy and right in this world, especially when it comes to your body and brain. All of you who've been following along here, you know that you won't find any sure coating in this space. I guarantee you that. So today, I believe you are going to get an abundance of information in reference to how a whole foods plant-based diet can change your life. But before we dive in, let me tell you a little bit about our special guest today. And I am so excited to meet her in person. She's a former aerospace engineer and military veteran. She has been teaching nutrition and cooking classes for PCRM and was the national instructor trainer for 11 years. She also taught and managed Dr. Colin Campbell's Certificate in Plant-Based Nutrition Program through eCornell for three years. She's a founding member of Food Saved Me, which is a salad master cookware dealership offering cooking classes to her community for free, educating us Texans on how we should be eating. (laughs) She specializes in disease prevention through nutrition, focusing on cancer prevention, type 2 diabetes reversal, heart disease reversal, food addiction, and Alzheimer's prevention. And at the age of 27, She was told she had stage four endometriosis. The doctor said that she had ovarian and uterine cyst, an advanced reproductive disease, and he offered only one option, a hysterectomy. Welcome to the podcast, Catherine Lawrence Ireland. Hi, thank you so much for having me. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for showing up today or me showing up here, right? (laughs) I was so looking forward to this interview in particular because Catherine speaks my language. If any of you out there are healthy cooking nerds, (laughs) then you've come to the right place. We are going to dive deep into what this whole foods plant-based diet is all about and why it could change your life. Mm-hmm. So let's just get right to it. Is that okay? Yeah, Kevin? that sounds great. Okay. So I mentioned to the listeners about your health scare in the mm-hmm. intro and take us back in time and just the day your doctor set you down and, and gave you the diagnosis. Did you have any questions for him or did you just accept the oh, diagnosis? No, a lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so this was 16 years ago. I was 27 and I was an engineer at the time and I was just having horrible abdominal pain. And when they, and it went on for months. So when they finally discovered it, they said, yes, stage four endometriosis, ovarian and uterine cysts. My case was so aggressive. It was wrapping around my digestive organs. And so mm-hmm. they just said, you've got to have this hysterectomy. You're too high risk for endometrial cancer. That was for the first time in my life I started asking questions about food. I said, you know, is this because of my diet? Is there anything that I can, you know, do to get rid of this? And they just consistently said, no, there's no cure for this. There's no connection with diet. And I just felt so disempowered and Mm -hmm. and discouraged. You know, I just thought I, I wanted to have children. And I had asked about that. And they said, no, you're completely infertile. There's too much damage to your ovaries, so you'll never be able to have children anyway. Wow. Yeah. I went to several doctors, and they all told me the same thing. No cure, nothing to do with my diet. Got to have that hysterectomy. So what did you do from there? 
Well, my mom really wanted to have grandchildren. <laughs> she, well, of course. She started research, you know, good Southern grandma. Um, <laughs> she started researching and found a nutritionist and, and she made me go, basically. Oh. So I, I started talking to a nutritionist and working with her and she had a ton of knowledge about what certain foods can do to your reproductive system, which ones might not be so good, which ones are healing and therapeutic. And I was just amazed. There's tons of research and science on reproductive health and diet. And so yeah. I was just so grateful. So you started researching a little deeper. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's kind of opened the door for me yeah. of this whole new area that I was unaware of. Yeah. Absolutely. So you made a choice to, number one, ask the doctor questions. Mm-hmm. And number two, with your mama's help, you went as far as researching. Let's talk about your why. Because we did talk about that, and you mentioned kids, not being able to have kids and all. But why Why were you so desperate to find another option? Well, one, I was in so much pain. I think I, I felt really skeptical. I started, when I started looking into this, I realized, oh, a lot of women suffer from this. And I think with my background in engineering, I'm always trying to put the puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. And it just didn't make sense. My mom had reproductive problems and she had a, hist- a full hysterectomy, I think at 29. My grandmother had one early. And I just felt like, haven't we moved beyond this in science yet? Yeah. You know, and it just didn't make sense that that's the solution for everyone because so many women struggle with infertility and reproductive problems. So that's kind of where I went from there. And I didn't believe, I did not believe that the nutrition change was going to work at all. I was just kind of doing it to appease my mom. Oh, okay. So where did you look for more information? At the time where I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I just couldn't find a lot of resources 16 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was nutrition. 16 years ago. Okay. Yeah. And so so I started looking online mm. and reading, and that's where I found out about um, Dr. T. Colin Campbell and the China study and PCRM and their important work in the field. And, and what um, is PCRM kind of, for, for the listeners? It's Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. It's a nonprofit in Washington, D.C. Okay. And amazing work. Work. And so I, I started to, to read all of this research on nutrition and just general health and dig in. And then I'm, I'm Cajun. I'm from Louisiana. So my mom helped me to convert some of our traditional dishes mm-hmm. into a healthier version. <laughs> but that's how that, that was my first approach. And it was a little, a little bit polarizing, I would say, with friends and family. But once they saw the results, uh, everyone got on board. Yeah. And Dr. Campbell, I mean, isn't he one of the pioneers? He's kind of the grandfather of nutrition, I feel like, and disease. And his story, if if someone listening is not familiar with it, you got to check out Dr. T. Colin Campbell because he was raised on a dairy farm. And and much of his research was on animal agriculture and stuff. Mm -hmm. And the data led him in a different direction. So it's a really remarkable story. And the the things that have come out of his research are just life-changing for millions of people, not just me. And that's Mm -hmm. what the China study is about? Yes, the China study is all about nutrition and health. So not not just about reproductive problems. He covers everything from heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, even into those autoimmune diseases to MS and Parkinson's and how there's a nutrition component there too. Yeah. So that's good to know. And we'll we'll put a link at the bottom of oh, the that'd blog be great. Yeah, yeah. For, for that book, that resource. There's a ton of dietary plans out there. 
was it because of Dr. Campbell and all the things that you were reading, you really latched on to that whole foods plant-based? Did you look at other diets? Did you keto and paleo? And you, you know, the list goes on and on. I don't know. There's a hundred of them out there, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, there are. So I think I wasn't convinced initially looking at the research. And I would call myself when I got sick, I was I was more eating a keto diet, even though it wasn't a cool thing back then. But that was pretty much how I was eating like keto or paleo ish. Mm -hmm. But what convinced me when I really latched onto it was after I had changed my diet and we were able to reverse all of it. It took about six months. I lost 55 pounds. I got healthy. Wow. But I think the changing, that true moment for me when I knew this is going to be a permanent change or upgrade to my life was Mm -hmm. I, when I got sick, I had seven fibroid cysts in my breasts and my mom, my grandmother have them. My cousins have them. It's just something that Robinette women have, I thought. And Mm -hmm. After six months, they had completely dissolved. So that was when I realized my body works better eating this way. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it may not be for everybody, right? It worked for you. So the doctors, how did they respond? Oh, they were when, in shock. When they saw, you know, the result. <laughs> well, I, I initially, I didn't, I didn't really think it was going to work. So I still went in for a small procedure before the hysterectomy. And they woke me up about half hour later, just baffled. You know, that look you never want to see <laughs> on your doctor's face. He was just shocked. And he said, I don't know what's happening. Right. You know, yeah. about 95% of my endometriosis was gone. I had tremendous scarring oh. in my abdomen. So I mean, this is not like That's the kind amazing. of endo that comes and goes every month. It was, I had had long-term problems for a year. So he said, I just can't believe this. This is a miracle. And my mom said, well, she's, she's been eating this weird diet. And he said, no, that's not it. This is a miracle. That's what he said. You know? yeah. Oh my God. He said, this is a miracle. That's it's it's so not typical. The diet. Yeah. It has I nothing know. to do with nutrition. Gosh. And what a, what a disservice that is. You I know, know, honestly, it's, I've worked with so many women since then who were infertile, who had these problems. 11 of the women I've worked with who were completely infertile went on to have babies. You know, one out of three American women has reproductive problems or infertility. And this was huge information. Yeah, the, the news, NBC did a story on me, like veterans and what they're doing after they're yes, out. Yes, she's famous. No, no. But <laughs> I was saying that because it, it got aired nationally. And I got hundreds of emails from women. I remember reading them one night. They were saying, I was in the same scenario. No one told me mm-hmm. about nutrition. I had the hysterectomy. I'll never have kids because of it. And that's what really prompted prompted me to leave engineering and go to school so I could teach people because I thought this is, you know, my whole life is different. I have children now, yeah. you know, how different would life be? I would probably get more sleep if I didn't have them. <laughs> <laughs> but my life is so different because of this. Yeah, exactly. So take us through a typical day, Catherine. What, I mean, we're all wondering, what do you personally eat? Oh, what about a typical day? Okay. So I love breakfast Mm -hmm. and I rotate through, I'm a kind of a person of habit. So our family's favorite meal is steel cut oats with strawberries and bananas and pecans in it. So we do that one day a week. The next day we usually do overnight oats. So I'll soak raw oats overnight with like chia seed and flax and walnuts and some fruit in there. My favorite breakfast, my comfort food is grits and greens. I do collards and kale and beans. Ooh, I so want I have that grits recipe. And greens and beans. That's yeah. savory breakfast. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite breakfast. Yum. And sometimes I'll do um, sauteed Brussels sprouts in there with mm-hmm. it. But I feel so good on my grits and greens and beans day. 
So uh, that's my favorite. My second favorite is I like to do tofu scramble with onions and bell peppers and mushrooms in it. And then I mix a little bit of quinoa that I cooked in salsa. So that's kind of all mixed yeah. together. And that's a mm-hmm. great one with a green smoothie or some type of sauteed green. I like to have a, a green vegetable every morning for breakfast okay. just to make sure I get it in every day. So I just get it dried, dried grits. I get yellow corn grits. They're called polenta. I cook it at home. Yeah, well, like, I get it in the bolt bin. So, the bulk bin. Okay, yeah. so I have to learn all about this. So all the bulk bins. Oh my gosh, I should make you grits. I make the best grits. So they're not, I think the most popular in a restaurant is like the white grits, but mm-hmm. I like the yellow corn grits. I like the texture. It comes out more creamy for me and it's just perfect with and like some collard greens on top. That and, sounds delicious, but then you've got your people out there with no GMOs. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, absolutely. I so, would prefer the organic for okay, sure. So, you so can they avoid do that. have the organic Yeah, but ones. even if, okay, I mean, set grits aside, the most important thing is that greens and the beans. So, so have some quinoa. If you don't like quinoa, replace half of the water with salsa. Maybe some nutritional yeast, something like that. So right. I don't and know I anything also... about nutritional yeast. Okay. Oh, so oh. tell us a little bit. I know you mentioned it just now. So but... nutritional yeast is a popular kind of cheese substitute for okay. plant-based eaters like me. Okay. So it's an inactive yeast. It's not like a baker's yeast that would grow. It's inactive, kind of like brewers, but it's grown on molasses. So it doesn't have that bitter, but... Hmm. Long story short, it's filled with vitamins and minerals. It can be a good source of B12 if they use it in the process. But I, for example, I make a dairy-free mac and cheese for the kids. And so I grind up some cashews, water, seasonings, and I'll put maybe a third a cup of nutritional yeast in there, mm-hmm. blend it all. Because when you heat nutritional yeast, it kind of melts and gets cheesy. Oh. So I also make a, oh, that was my nacho cheese queso recipe I just gave you. <laughs> mm. For uh, mac and cheese, I use a non-dairy milk with some nutritional yeast in it and seasonings and heat it. And it gets thick and cheesy. Then you can have like a healthier dairy-free option for queso, which is huge in Texas, yes. right? And then oh, yeah. um, also for mac and cheese, which I feel like was an important staple <laughs> in my childhood. Yeah, I mean, all that comfort food. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a lot of people in Texas that love Spanish, the Mexican food. So yes. what's your favorite recipe? Mexican know? food. My favorite Mexican uh-huh. food recipe is uh, enchilada pie. So it's a layered dish on the bottom. And I like the green, like salsa verde sauce. So on the bottom, I put onion, squash, zucchini, a layer of tortillas. And then you could use corn or wheat. I always try to find the organic if I'm using corn. But then I'll put some cooked quinoa that I I cooked Mm -hmm. in salsa. Mm -hmm. So it's got a little bit of that heat, some diced green chilies, some olives. I put carrots and mushrooms, another layer. And then (laughs) we need to come to your (laughs) cooking classes. I know it's so good. Oh, my gosh. There's so much. It's amazing, but it's so good for you. It sounds delicious. Yeah. It sounds good. so good. Now, we want to hear all about your family as well and what you feed them. So feel free to brag all you want. Okay. Well, our our whole family, we are whole food plant-based. And And your family consists of? My family consists of, we have four sons and we have, who live at home with us. They're three, seven, nine. I gave birth to those. And then I have a 20-year-old son I was blessed with from my husband. And I have the 22-year-old daughter as well, but she lives in an apartment. She doesn't come around a lot because our house is so loud. And she's independent. 
it into yes. So, so oh yeah. So if you're yeah. counting, I'm feeding five men, four wow. sons, and my husband. So every you're day. the queen bee. <laughs> I am the queen bee. Oh, you gotta I love, love it. That. That's so great. So what are the boys? Some of their favorite. My seven-year-old is my picky eater. Everybody oh, else is course. pretty chill. So <laughs> they eat the, all those same things for breakfast that I mentioned. My 20-year-old, he's into working out, and, and I had to convert him because I didn't have him since birth. Mm-hmm. And so for him, my win is a lot of these kind of, you know, like beyond beef. You know, I show him how to, he watched Game Changers, the documentary. Oh, you know, great. Yeah. So he um, will do chili and kind of the meat substitutes for him. Mm-hmm. And one of our favorites that everybody in the family loves, we have some staples that I know are just going to be easy for everybody. We make a lentil veggie stew, which mm. is delicious. We have that over brown rice. So we do that every week or two. We is do- that with the veggie stock? I use uh, the Edward and Sons, the gluten-free, low-sodium veggie cubes, the bouillon. Oh, And okay. it's just filled with tons of veggies and lentils. And I put a little salsa in there and some diced tomatoes. So that's good. Always a salsa. Always. You can tell right? she's a Texas girl. <laughs> right. And then, <laughs> then we do a pasta fagioli soup. Everybody can agree on that. Lots of veggies and tomatoes, obviously, over a little bit of ditalini pasta. Uh, we do veggie lasagna. Everybody loves that. Mm, which and we're fixing to we taste. Just, yeah, we're going to taste so some. much for this demo prior. <laughs> yes. So I found a trick with young kids because I hear this with my students in my mm-hmm. classes. If they have young kids, I'll never get my kids to eat that, you know, yeah. especially soups and stews. And so I, I think they're missing an important step that I've had to learn as a parent. Soups and stews, they're just filled with so many good things. Mm-hmm. And my young ones, they won't eat it chunky. But if I blend it, it's it's life changing for them. I make a potato pear that is so wild. stew, That's a, kind of like a texture thing, maybe. Yeah, a potato pear stew. They mm. refused it. Like one of them threw themselves down on the ground. They wouldn't <laughs> eat it. So I put it in the blender. The kid had three bowls. Oh, yeah. See, incredible. Look, that little so, change makes a difference. Yeah, blending the soups is a huh. a big deal in our house. And and who cares? I mean, they're getting a tons of veggies from this and beans and lentils. So that's a good trick that I've learned as a mom. Yeah, that's a great you know? tip. That's a great tip. So my next question that is not only close to my heart because of my own mama's diagnosis, but I'm sure there are those in the audience who've loved ones with dementia. What do you recommend for those with dementia? Well, I think there's positive news in the Alzheimer's and and dementia world now is Mm. that we're learning that we can do a lot with food. So I would recommend a book, Power Foods for the Brain by Dr. Neil Barnard, but he talks about it. Even people who have the Alzheimer's gene, that APOE allele, Four. Mm-hmm. yes, even the people who have the gene, the, the evidence is showing that if they can eat a whole food plant-based diet that's specific in certain foods, that mm-hmm. it can lower their risk, lower than someone who doesn't have the gene. So I think that's encouraging. But if you're asking for specific foods, I think some of the foods that are some of the foods that are most protective for Alzheimer's disease, the way I teach my students to remember it is the bees, the bees. So we want berries and B vitamins. So Mm -hmm. what I mean by B vitamins, that's B9, B6, and B12. You may know B9, commonly known as folate, but B9, B6, B12, and get those from Whole Foods wherever possible. So B9 would be broccoli, spinach, asparagus, dark leafy greens, so important. Mm -hmm veggies, beans, uh, citrus fruits, things like that. B6s are primarily found in our whole grains. 
So we can get them from there. Those dark green veggies again. Yes. (laughs) Beans, sweet potatoes, my favorite, bananas and nuts. So remember bees for berries and B vitamins. B12 really needs to be supplemented to make sure that we get enough of it. So bees and then vitamin E. Vitamin E is so important. And I want to differentiate between supplements and whole foods. Mm -hmm. If I take a vitamin E supplement, then I get vitamin E in one form. But if I eat a food that's rich in vitamin E, I'll give you some examples. Nuts, seeds, broccoli, spinach, sweet potatoes, mangoes and avocado. Mm. If I eat a food that's rich in vitamin E, I'm going to get vitamin E in 11 different forms. Yeah. And so so when I'm talking about Bs for B vitamins and berries and then vitamin E, I'm really recommending whole foods as the source Mm -hmm. so that we're not taking these isolated nutrients. The whole foods seem to have the biggest effect on it. Mm -hmm. One example I want to give is an apple. You know, if you were to slap a nutrition sticker on an apple, what would it measure? Calories, fat, protein, vitamin C, vitamin A, whatever, maybe 10 things. Mm -hmm. But scientists are learning more and more about apples. So far, they have discovered over 4,000 phytochemicals in an apple. That's amazing. I just had a few slices on the way over here. Great. (laughs) And and researchers, they assume that there are about 10,000 more that they haven't discovered. I mean, that's the magic Mm. of a whole food. To me, I know that I can't just take a vitamin C supplement and get everything that I'm getting in an apple. Yeah. You know, there's so much, so much that we don't know, but the trends are saying that these bees Mm -hmm. and berries and vitamin E's has very protective effects for Alzheimer's disease and dementia as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious, talk, we're talking about vitamins. Mm-hmm. Do you take any supplements? Not regularly. I do take Juice Plus mm-hmm. sometimes, and my kids take Juice Plus for their gummies because I just want to make sure that we're just kind of, you know, some days. Is it, is some it like days, a multivitamin? It's, it's a, well, it's different. It's whole food that's been dehydrated and juiced. Okay. So, and then it's, so it's kind of put into capsule form. And I don't know how to describe it more than that. Oh, <laughs> I don't, it's, okay. I don't work it's with in a capsule. It is in a capsule, okay. yeah. And so they have like some powders and things we can put in our green smoothies, um, okay. that sort of thing. Um, but in general, and this is why I try to teach my kids, like, let's get it from the whole foods, yes. the way nature gave it to us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's not always possible. You know, sometimes sometimes with kids, we're just going to, you know, we're just trying to survive. Yes. <laughs> but we don't have like a, a strict vitamin regimen except B12. Our children take B12 and vitamin D, okay. um, D3 with K2. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they take those. And that's our only regular supplement. Okay. Super. Mm-hmm. So now I want to give you a little bit of time to talk about Salad Master cookware because you just gave me a demo prior <laughs> to the interview and I had no idea. She had asked me to bring in my own cookware <laughs> and when we started testing it with bacon soda, mm-hmm. then and then we actually and we added water to it mm-hmm. and we let it sit for a while and then she made me taste the juice <laughs> from that piece of cookware and it was pretty nasty i was shocked mm-hmm. um espe- I, yeah. I mean i wouldn't even taste the one from the the, oh, the, the, cast, black, iron. the cast iron skillet the yeah. black skillet yeah no it was pretty nasty because i cook everything in it mm-hmm. so i just want you to, to give you a little bit of time to talk about it and because it's important for us to understand mm-hmm. like what we cook in is just as important as what we eat oh my goodness <laughs> it is and that's that's what i always tell people because i teach all about healthy food and mm-hmm. healthy eating and 
But truly, your food is only as healthy as the surface that you're cooking it on. Yeah. I was introduced to Salad Master 16 years ago by that nutritionist. She would not take me on as a client to talk about my diet until I saw the Salad Master demonstration. Hmm. And I, I was shocked. I'm like, what? Why does it matter what pans I have? And I thought I was kind of a snob about my pans. <laughs> But what I learned on the demonstration is the importance of the cooking surface, that we're not cooking in something that when we heat it could be releasing metals or plastics or chemicals, or in the in the case of the one you mentioned, old food <laughs> that's still yes. in the pan. And it was so, really nasty. Yeah. So I think that's oh an gosh. important factor about Salad Master that we only use a 316 surgical steel. It's the highest grade of steel you can get. And we mix titanium with it. So it's less likely to react and corrode. But also the Salad Master cookware cooks at low temperature. And we've just talked about all these nutrients and foods that are so important to prevent disease. And what happens is we come home, this is what I used to do, and we do things in our cooking process that just takes the nutrients out of it. You know, we kill those vitamins and minerals. And so with Salad Master, it's not something you could buy in a store or online or anything like that. It's all just done by private appointment. The demonstrations are free. We come to someone's home and we make a free six-course meal. And we really teach about nutrition. We take it up to a higher level Mm -hmm. of, you know, this carrot is very healthy. It's great to help protect against breast cancer. But let me show you how to cook it so you keep it alive. (laughs) So you don't lose all that beta carotene. Yes. And if someone's in the state of Texas, we can do that demonstration in person. They can get more information or sign up at foodsaveme.com. But if they're out of Texas, they can still go to foodsaveme.com and we can do a virtual demo over Zoom. The difference is you just wouldn't be able to taste the food. But in terms of, you know, cancer risk, Alzheimer's, we're, we're talking about how important food is. Obviously, we wouldn't want to be putting that food into a pan that is going to be adding anything to our food, anything that might suppress our immune system or mm-hmm. create free radicals, that's a very that's a big no-no for Alzheimer's prevention and brain health. We don't mm-hmm. we don't need free radicals, we don't need to eat heavy metals, definitely don't need plastics and chemicals. Yeah. And so so that's why it's so important. I teach at all the cancer centers in town, and I had just so many students talking to me about, you need to be sharing about cookware along with the food. And that's really what drove me to get involved and and open up Food Save Me so we could do these demonstrations. Yeah. Yeah, and you really help the community around here. You know, Thank the te- you. And of course, Texans. Yeah, that's our goal. Uh, is <laughs> Texans, we love, I mean, we're like Cajuns. We love our food. It exactly. kind of defines us. So, Catherine, before we wrap up this interview, Mm -hmm. I'd like to ask you one more question. Sure. And I'm sure the audience was intrigued by your story, but you've given them some hope and some boundaries, some things to to think about moving forward. And I'm sure there are individuals out there who have diabetes and heart disease, cancer, or the incurable disease, Alzheimer's. So after listening to your story, in a nutshell, I mean, you basically said that you took control of your own health. Yes, we as individuals have that freedom to look at other options Mm -hmm. and choose what we feel is best for our health. I mean, maybe some of the listeners are thinking, oh, I could never do that. I could never, you know, I'm going to listen to everything the doctor says. I mean, he's the professional. He knows best. But Catherine, if if you could encourage an individual to take control of their own health, what would you say to them? I would say that I've seen it. 
And I respect doctors in the medical community, but the average doctor has been is only required to have two hours of nutrition education. Yet this is where we go for our nutrition advice. The second place we get it is on commercials and marketing. And anything that's making money off of you is probably not going to be in your best interest. So I would say I've seen it. I've taught over 8,000 students. I got involved with this because of reproductive health. But you know what I've seen? Students who have reversed their arthritis, completely gotten rid of it, gotten rid of asthma, allergies, hundreds of students who have reversed type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetics who are lowering their insulin over 50%, people who have reversed heart disease, and those with cancer who have stopped the progression of it and actually shrunk their tumors. I mean, I have not seen anything yet that is not affected by nutrition. And you're so much more powerful than you think. Truly, I think that I I would think of yourself like a car. You know, we put gasoline in our car because that's what it runs on. So if we put junk in our bodies, or if we want to put good food in it, of course, it's going to have an effect on our health. And so I just want to encourage everybody, you have so much more power than you think. And relying on someone for nutrition education who really doesn't have very much, and maybe their nutrition education came in med school 30, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. there's a lot of new things um, that can be that have been discovered and validated yeah. since then. So I would encourage them to ask questions. Some doctors keep up with it, and they're very current with the times on nutrition. But you think about how busy they are. Most of them don't have time for that. Yeah. So would you suggest seeing nutritionists or Absolutely. dietitians? And- I, would, I, would, I would suggest first reading. Mm-hmm. Check out the China study. Read, I would say, Power Foods for the Brain is my favorite reference for Alzheimer's disease prevention research and make sure you're going to good sources, people who are are not selling you anything. And also people who are respected in the community, I would say, who are are looking at federally funded research and good double blind studies, you know, see where the funding goes. Mm -hmm. And then also um, check out lifestyle medicine doctors. A lot of doctors are getting into alternative. And then there are nutritionists, there are health coaches who are very versed in it, who've spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. learning about nutrition and having that accountability partner of a health coach or a nutritionist or a dietitian who can, you can bounce things off with and, and just, you know, keep up with a lot of times having to confess to someone what I eat is enough of a deterrence. (laughs) (laughs) That (laughs) accountability. I mean, I have to tell someone about it. Yeah. 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 So, and there's, there's great documentaries out there. Mm -hmm. Forks over knives, game changers. What the health, there's just so many. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and mm-hmm. it all brings me to community, networking yes. and community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's key. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't do this by yourself. Right. I mean, very few do probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think especially if you have a family at home mm-hmm. or a spouse, mm-hmm. you really need some support. And what I see a lot is that maybe the spouse isn't on board. And yeah. so the person who's wanting to change is having to make two meals at night or three meals or whatnot. Yeah, you're raising your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and so having that community of people who just hold that vision with you, I think is really important. And a lot of that is meeting virtually now. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of support groups. The Plant Pure Community Nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. Plant Pure Nation. Thank you. They're doing a lot of things for support just to provide that community and education. Yeah. So it's out there. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think this there's huge community in this mm-hmm. this plant based podcast like this, oh, for example. There we yes. go. <laughs> there we go. We so got to get the information out. I know for and the that's, audience. That's where this change comes from. Mm-hmm. I think it it comes from the community up mm-hmm. instead of up being forced down. You know, it's really being driven by people in the community who've had tremendous success taking control of their health. And I just don't see what better investment someone could make in themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, Catherine, it's been such a pleasure getting to know you. Mm-hmm. And we just appreciate you and what you represent, girl. Thank you for the, what you're doing and for having me on. Oh, I you're so it. sweet. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the health, the well-being of our fellow Texans and others <laughs> abroad, you've just yes. been helping them out so much. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before we go, please share with our listeners where we can find you online, any social media platforms or anything. Oh, sure. Okay. So our website is foodsavedme.com and we have a ton of nutrition classes on there. If you want to hear my full story in depth, there's one called Meet Catherine Lawrence. And you can download handouts and beautiful recipes and everything and, and see me cook some of those. So foodsaveme.com. And then also we are on Facebook, Food Saved Me. I haven't figured out Instagram and all this. <laughs> <laughs> We're not very... That's okay. Too many kids. You're doing great here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So proud so of you. Well, thank, thank you. you again, mm-hmm. Catherine, for joining us on The Healthy Brain Podcast. And I look forward to hearing more about you and the amazing work you're doing and just changing the lives and making a difference in other people's lives. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace personalized advice from your healthcare provider. If you have specific medical questions, please talk to a licensed medical professional.